Not you. What? Like, I, I don't know the full story downstairs, but I did see bits of it and I saw enough. I am not aligned with those guys in any way. Then how, how are they here? There's no way they could have gotten past that door, not this quickly. How did they get in here? Don't know. I'm, I don't know. And Sylvester's pacing now. This just gets worse and worse. So he's not paying attention to you. He's like looking at the screen and he he looks to be... I'm still shuffling towards that door. <laughs> another time step passes. And you hear laughter. Like loud laughter. Oh, and you hear gunfire. But you hear the sounds of struggle coming from very close by. Oh, God. They're right outside of this room. How do they... What's going on here? I don't, I don't know. What do we do? We're not, we're not going to be safe in this room for much longer. What do we do? You, you stay here. Okay. And Sylvester, without like looking back, just like slides past you and like leaves the room. Oh, thank God. Uh, wait, sorry, where does he go? You are left alone in this room. He's, he's, he's gone for, for all intents and purposes. He is, he's outside in the research area. But even if you were to look outside of the door right now, he is sort of slipped into somewhere else. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's there's only one like door in and out of, of this room. room. Or am yeah. I so he has left this room. So this room is a side room inside of the research lab that you you work inside. You work in. If you were to open the door and look into the research lab, you would still not see Sylvester. He is ducked into a side room, or he's gone somewhere else. Right. Okay. Can I deactivate the machinery so that it will not? It will not up. Like I stayed in the room. <laughs> I stayed in the room, but you didn't tell me not sure. to mess with the machinery. You could, you could do that. Um, your. I have my phone and the tablet still. I can hack it. <laughs> yeah, give me a. Okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to break into the the machine's computer, or do you want to simply shut the machine down? The machine's down. Let me paint a word picture to myself so I actually know what I want to do. Uh, just shutting it down isn't going to do anything because, like, Sylvester can just boot it back up again. I want to actually kind of change the way the machine works to the point that it doesn't work anymore, even when switched on. I want it to kind of just be like, error message, error message, call IT, kind of thing. Like, not exactly say that, but like, okay, the machine's still on, but you've encountered, like, a critical existence failure of the machine and it cannot do anything. Like, not, maybe I want it to do a blue screen of death. Maybe I want it to just do a blue screen of death or... Okay, I can... Something along... Basically, I don't want any of those arms to move ever again. <laughs> uh, well, at least not while I'm in this room. Uh, yeah, I think you can make that happen. Give me a knowledge roll of 10. Okay. Okay, I've got it. Come on. Come on, D10. After all we've been through. That's all I needed, D10. Thank you. So my knowledge is 5 flat, but the D10 was a 5. That is 10 on the dot. So you managed to get through a few layers of security. And the, like, clearly this is not a hardened system. It's designed... Once you get to... Once you've gotten into this room and you are local to... Like on local Wi-Fi, essentially. <laughs> like it's not really designed <laughs> to keep you out. When you get inside, there are two things that you see. The first is that you can, you are able to see the last people who have used this machine. 
the second would lead you down the path that would allow you to sort of blue screen this thing. So you can get it. I've got a blue screen at first. I, I, I mean, yes, that's valuable information. I need to know a who is used on and what for what purpose. But right now, I gotta save my own skin. I've only got one hit point. <laughs> Give me another blue screen. DC 10. Any time step will pass after this. You're never gonna believe this, but I got another five. Nice. So that is ten on the dot again. <laughs> so you do your magic and then you introduce a few errors into the system like you make it so that if if you try to move the arm like like it's sort of like overclocked a little bit so it's sort of like overheated and some of the servos kind of burn out like there's a there's a series of errors that you sort of introduce into the system that make it so that the chair chairs in this room will no longer function properly and because it's successful technically you can before you leave you can check that other folder but what i will say is that you hear the sound of people entering this room two people entering this room log out everything leave no trace that i was here return exactly to where sylvester left me i'm not risking it i can't i might come back later but right now i have to i have to look out for one number one because that's all the health i got (laughs) so Two things happen very quickly, and and you feel like you were extremely lucky because as soon as you kind of log out, and I assume you like slip your phone back in your robe or something like Yeah, everything, like, I try and make myself look just exactly as disheveled as I looked when Sylvester left the room and returned to the exact spot. I'm, I'm still holding the box, I presume. Uh- <laughs> Sylvester comes bursting through the door, and you hear the sound of weapon fire coming from behind the door and you know that they were shooting at Sylvester and his lab coat that he always wears is sort of like scorched and he comes inside and he like slams the door behind you and you realize as he does that that Sylvester is way stronger than he looks good to know (laughs) and Sylvester puts like take something out of his pocket and he puts it on the on the door and it seal you hear like the sound of like thermite you hear the sound of like something burning and the door sort of seals itself shut oh my god well that just got really awkward crap i should have just left the room i should have just left should have just left now i'm stuck here goody so I'm glad you didn't run away, um, because I suspect... Well, you asked me to stay here, and it doesn't look sound like it's uh, safe out there. Uh, oh, you don't look so great. it's very much not safe, but we should be okay because I have turned off the servers, and I can remote control them from here. Oh. Oh, okay. I... Right. I see. And he has, he sort of like has this tablet in one hand and he's watching. And do you, I mean, like, eh, I'll let you do this for free. Do you look over his shoulder to see what's on his screen? If you'll let me do it for free, heck yes. (laughs) You can tell that just your knowledge of like stuff leads you to believe that the people in this room are hard at work trying to remotely hack a computer in this, in this room right now. And Sylvester seems to be, like, doing stuff to stop them, but he is not tapping the computer, the tablet right now. He's not, you don't know how he's interfaced with... Neural network! (laughs) He is, he is somehow interfaced with this, this network in a way that is completely... Oh, he's got Bluetooth. (laughs) Yeah, completely unclear to you. Um, but he's, he is moving quickly. Like, it, if this were sort of a bad hacking 
minigame, like Sylvester <laughs> is the boss fight right now. And, and these other guys are just sort of like learning how they're in the tutorial. Good luck, Ninus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Caro would ask, uh, sorry, forgive my ignorance, but like, so you sealed the, the only door in and out of this room. Are we just gonna hunker down here? Do, do uh, whatever we're gonna do in here and just wait for things to blow over outside? No, absolutely not. You... Oh, okay, good. <laughs> you have a mission. Yes, I do. So how do I go and do that mission? Well, let's use our brains, please. I suspect that the people who have managed to get into a place they are completely unable to get into might also be the same people who have the keycard you're looking for. What do you think about my conjecture? I mean, I didn't give it to them, but yeah, that's a possibility, considering the chain of events that have just played out. Which means that you need to go out there and get it from them. I had a feeling you'd say that. Right, uh... Uh... They, they don't seem the talky type. And I'm a talky type. Any any words of advice, apart from be quick, don't get dead? Yes, open the box. Uh... I mean, I'm gonna, but, like, I don't do well with boxes. Uh... Open the damned box, Caro. Yes, sir, okay. And she just... You know, like, really hesitantly, but she cracks open that box. And you see inside of the box about a half dozen vials of sort of bluish liquid. And then on the other side, you see two vials of kind of greenish liquid. Give me a knowledge roll of seven. That's not so bad, but I bet you anything, somehow I will get, like, less than a one or something ridiculous. <laughs> oh, no, no! Now I get the high rolls. Uh, that is a 14 total. You you still have no idea what the greenish liquid is, but you do know that the bluish liquid looks very much like vitamin X, like the kind of suspension that, like some kind of nanobot suspension. And that's what you know. Um, it's hard to tell. You've never seen it before, but it looks very much like it. Okay. So, so I'm guessing you want me to incapacitate and... I'm not sure about the other colour, but, uh, kill? Kill? Shoot kill? Is that what I'm getting from this? Now, inside of that box, <laughs> and he seems to be very distracted, and he kind of looks left and right. Like, it's very clear that his mind is somewhere else, or multiple other places right now. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, do you need a minute? He looks over to you, and he just sort of frowns. Go to the table, and you will find an injector there. What I need you to do is I need you to take three of those vials and inject yourself with them. This is absolutely not the way that you should do this, and there's a very good chance that there are going to be some fairly dangerous side effects, but we don't have time for that anymore. So why don't you go ahead and do what I tell you? I'm going to be honest, I'm just going to double check what X does. <laughs> Vitamin X restores one health point. But you... But okay. I, I want to make it entirely clear that this looks like vitamin X. Looks like a nano, like a nanobot suspension. But it, you, you do not, you cannot know for sure that this is not how vitamin X would usually be packaged. There's like too much of it. I don't want to delay, but what exactly have you given me? And any uh, advice on the order I should use these? Do not use anything in the green vial. Use the blue vials and do what I say. It will make you feel better. Right. 
okay, I'm inclined to believe you, but not really. Um, <laughs> like, this is like, the way I'm looking at it, he's not asking me to get back in the chair, so, and it seems like he is like, he needs to be there, he needs to be like, remotely the boss. <laughs> um, and he needs, he needs, he needs basically uh, a ground soldier by the sounds of it. Um, that is a good um, interpretation of the scene. So I hope, like, it wouldn't be in his interests to kill me right now. It would very much be in his interests to send out uh, a heavily bush- buffed version of Caro to sort out the spot of bother he has run into. Okay, so he said three of them. <laughs> But not the green? He said absolutely not the green. Absolutely not the green. Cool. Okay, we won't touch the green then. We'll touch the others. Um, God. I I just have this, like, really crazy feeling that Caro is going to die either this (laughs) session or next session. I mean... I, I can't... I can't tell you why. I just have this crazy feeling. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing else that can be done or said. God, okay, time to load up, I guess. So, you, there are six there. How many of them do you inject? Can I inject one and see how I feel? Yeah, you can. Gosh, okay. Like, I, I just kind of remember, like, at the back of my head, I'm tempted to be like, oh, I have, I have, you know, spider veins, haha, can't find a vein. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you can do whatever you want. I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm letting a time step pass in like 15 seconds. I don't think that's gonna help. Um, she might be like shaky hand with like the the vial and the needle kind of thing, but she's like you know making making an effort to kind of do what's being asked of her. Because Sylvester turns out is extremely strong and would probably not think twice if I continue not to cooperate to give me suitable motivation to cooperate. So yeah, okay, fine. So one of them. One of them, see how she feels. If she doesn't feel immediately bad, like, maybe, like, draw out the next application. But, like, yeah, she's going to try and use two of the absolutely not green vials. So, about 15 seconds pass um, after you use the the first vial. And you've probably used a Y911 before. Um, because you've probably been injured substantially and had to do, get a field surgery done. And this kind of feels a little bit like that, except you feel incredibly nauseous suddenly. Like, oh. like you, in fact, you can give me a strength roll of 10 or you can vomit. I will just vomit. Like, I'm I'm not gonna, there's no point. She's just gonna vomit. She's just gonna vomit, make, make Sylvester feel a better about his decisions in life (laughs) so you vomit and you feel dizzy and you feel like your your insides burn like there's there is something there's something deeply unsettling about the way that you feel right now you said i'd feel better (laughs) but like what's like weird is that you sort of like you have bruises all over you and as you kind of look at your skin you see this the bruises start to sort of like become less like puffy and red and like everything seems to be like settling down um take two health so you're back up to three. Oh my god we're getting the band back together i have three whole health <laughs> but i i cannot put too fine a point on it that you feel incredibly nauseous like you've taken vitamin x before and vitamin x doesn't have side effects but this whatever this is is this like this does 
you probably aren't supposed to be taking it this way. It does not, it feels like, like this is not a great thing. Um, so three whole health. I am extremely tempted to just inject another one and see what happens, see how badly that goes for her, but maybe not take all three because uh, Sylvester doesn't strike me as the type to care too much about quality of life so long as I get the job done. So I will stop it too. So you're taking another one? Yeah. You feel like, like, kick you in the gut. Like, you, you try to vomit, but you, like, only can dry heave at this point, and you, like, Ugh, not fall good. onto the floor, and as you do, Sylvester looks over, and, and he says, I told you it wasn't going to be pleasant. You did, but you also said it would make me better. This is not better, strictly speaking. It's like bugs are crawling inside of you. Like, inside of your oh, face. Like, no, it no, is no, no, no. it is deeply unsettling, The what you feel. And if you were to able, be able to see yourself in the mirror, like, you would see that a large portion of the external damage to your face has been repaired, but there is, like, significant scarring. Gnarly. And so you have, <laughs> like, a, like, you have a crazy, gnarly, like, bruise scar, like, at your, at your left temple right now. So it's, like, deep, and it's a little bit red, and it is pretty clear that you, like, it's like they repaired the bone too quickly, right? Like, so there's, there's something, there's something about the symmetry of Kara's face that has now sort of been disrupted by this, like, far too rapid repair of her body. Totally okay with this. <laughs> and you you do manage to vomit again, and now you've gained another two health. You are up to five health. I'm okay with this. Okay, um... I don't want to see how much worse this gets. And also, like, I guess somewhere in the back of, like, Kara's mind, she'd never maybe admit this to anyone except her therapist, that she she kind of doesn't mind too much. Like, I mean, she, obviously she minds that her face is not the same as it was, but at least it's not symmetrical, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> maybe, like, and maybe, and maybe, like, if she was talking to her therapist, she'd kind of turn slowly and go, that's kind of <laughs> right? And, and knowing the risk management therapist, they'd be like, yes, yes, it is. But tell us more. <laughs> so... That's, yeah, no, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, Sylvester so, yeah. looks over to you, and he's not sweating, uh, but he is looks a little bit like like maybe they have like gotten through the tutorial, and they're they're like doing a little bit better than they should be at this point. And he's like, uh, "Are we done yet? Because I really need you to get out there soon." I I I'm, I feel smashing. I will I'll be going post haste. Just you sealed the door. Um, you or did you not seal the so door? So in a sidewall, um, on the other side of the room, the the far other side of the room, you see a door sort of like open up from from the wall. Like the wall looks flush, and then it doesn't, and then there's a door there. Of course, uh, I should have known. Uh, any weapon to speak of? Um, I mean, take anything you want from the table. Oh, goody. Uh, right, so what is on this table? What is what is sharp, pointy? So there's what? tons of very sharp things. Um, Anders would be very happy with a selection of sharp objects on this table. 
But importantly, I'm not Anders. I have no idea what I'm doing with a knife. <laughs> but you also see a very high-powered sort of like laser that would normally be used for sort of like precision. It feels like it should be a. It feels like an attachment for a robot arm, but it's like pretty small, and it feels like it's a high-powered laser that doesn't seem like it would do anyone any good if it like got if they got hit with it it's not going to slice your arm off but it's not going to make you happy either you also see a bunch of power tools things that look like drills things that look like small saws things that look like all of them have like blades that are like sharpened to ludicrous degrees well i'm really glad i didn't sit in the chair now <laughs> right okay oh i remember now didn't anders very graciously donate a small knife of some kind to yes. Caro at some Caro point. Yes, does have a knife from Anders. That is, that is a true statement. Good. Glad I'm speaking truth for once. Okay, so I don't think she had any reason to remove that from her person, so she still has that knife. Yeah, sure. If I'm correct. Cool. Okay, so she has the knife that hopefully no one knows about. I think she'll take one of the sharp pointy things. Can she also take the laser? Yeah, why not? The laser tube? Sure, I mean, like, like um, you... Yeah, I mean, like, you can fit it in your pocket. Why not? Like, you can have a total of four things. So let's say you have your tablet or your phone, you have the pen laser, you have Anders' knife, and you have another sharp pointy object, like a scalpel kind of thing. Cool. All right. Lock and load, baby. <laughs> cool. Do you get it, go out the door? First she says, sorry about the mess. You understand. And yeah, she's. There's no other choice but to leave the room through that door. That's the only point of entry she has access to. Yeah, that now. is 100% uh, correct. And, <laughs> yeah, so quietly, slowly, yeah, she leaves. I mean, she like leaves the room and then she goes and down, like towards the door. It's like slowly and carefully kind of progressing forward because this is uncharted territory. So give me an occult roll of eight. Oh, here we go! Here we go! <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I, mm, okay, right. So my occult. I just want to double check this because no, I know, I know what it is. I just want to check it. Yes, no, okay. So occult on its own is a two, but the dice gave me a six, so that is eight on the dot. So when you leave the room, you realize that you are in a hallway that doesn't really make any sense. Oh. And you feel sick, like, but not just because of the weird injections you've given yourself. Like, you feel, you feel super weird. Where do you want to go? In your mind, in Kara's mind, what is, what is, what is she thinking right now? Like, if you knew nothing else about what is happening, um, and yeah, if you knew nothing else about what is happening, what is the goal in Kara's mind right now? Like, okay, okay, okay. Let's talk about this granularly, because a lot has happened. A lot has happened. I mean, there's a strong part of her that wants to get the heck out of this cult, wants to be nowhere near this godforsaken facility, and just wants to be somewhere very far away. There is a strong. There is also a strong voice that is kind of, hmm, I have a job to do, and also my colleague's still here, and I got, I got to back him up. And then there's a strong part of her brain kind of saying, if I don't do this thing Sylvester's asked me to do, I don't want to see what he will do. I need cover, I need to be concealed, I need to be somewhere that I can, you know, 
almost bird's eye view of the situation so I can plan appropriately and not get killed. And then a very, 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 very small part of her brain is, I just want to be with my wife. I just want to be where she is. But I don't know if she's even here anymore. There's also a part of your brain that says you absolutely have to help Sylvester and Luca. I bet there is. I bet that's a very, very loud voice. It's actually much louder than it has been in a while. But I would say that because of your role, one of your other motivations can override it. So which one do you think is top of Kara's mind? That is a really good question. I'm not very good at ranking things. (laughs) Yeah, no, the whole wife territory, that is... That, like, that is not super loud because that is, like, that bleeds into other things that she does not want to deal with right now. So that is, that is at the bottom of the list. Kind of just above that is, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in this facility. Above that is, is Sylvester. But above that is, I need to back up my colleague. I cannot abandon him. That is, A, unprofessional, also rude. (laughs) So yeah, I think Anders would rank above Sylvester any day. So you hit the ground. Like, you lose your sense of time and place. And you find yourself on the floor. You're not injured any more so than normal, but you find yourself on the floor. I'm not going to tell you what floor, but you can get up if you want. Like, there's there's nothing stopping you. There's a lot of noise around you. There's a lot of noise. Okay. What kind of noise? Oh, crowd noises. The sign of violence. Yeah, I think all that's left to do is kind of see where she's ended up. You are sitting in front of the elevator. To your left is Nectin Boyle and A. And unconscious humanity's (laughs) last stand. In front of you are a person with a a knife wound um, and a person who is helping that person. And that's all you can see right now what do you do uh find cover immediately (laughs) oh no there's no oh there's no cover oh god okay uh who do i recognize in this room so you're in that hallway like from the elevator so you need to like kind of go like right now no one can see you but there are people like you know there are people here all around you um like the fact that no one can see you is really more of a function of the fact that the two people who are in front of you one of them is tending to his friend's wound and just sort of like kind of like trying to keep him out of the fray um and they're wearing capes by the way and masks um that's the only like you have like they could turn around at any time and then they would see you you can go into the lobby proper and then you would there would be a lot more people (laughs) Yeah, can I, can I, is there any way I can, like, discreetly peer into the lobby? Yeah, why not? Or do I have to, like, properly, like, exit into the lobby? Give me a stealth roll of eight with an advantage of one. Because no one cares about you and you just literally, I don't even know how you got here. (laughs) Oh, wait, don't I have a hypno talent? So, So on top of your advantage of one, add another one. Okay, two, cool, right. I'm fully expecting her to just end up doing the creep again, but you don't know till you roll. So, grace two plus advantage two, that's four plus seven. Nice. Okay, here's what's happening. You sort of like sneak along the wall and you always think you're stealthy, but for the first time ever, you are actually stealthy. Oh, thank God. (laughs) And here's what you see. You see Anders like working very hard to remove a knife from his, his shoe. He looks frustrated but not as frustrated as the dead guy sitting next to him with with a a blade sticking out of his throat actually no it's not sticking out of his throat because it's in his shoe a dead guy who is bleeding on himself in pools 
there are two other people who seem to be rapidly approaching. Behind Helen Doyle's desk, you see um, an android who you recognize as Kevin cowering. If you look over to the side, you see Sunday Grant under fire and the robot you know as Kieran, basically looking very tough, but not really like attacking anyone. Um, people seem to be giving him a wide berth, but they seem to be very happy to fight Sunday Grant, who is getting extremely tired. Like you're, you can tell from her body language that she's slowing down. In fact, you believe that if she keeps fighting like this, she's possibly going to lose. And you see two other things that I don't think anyone else in this room ha- has seen yet. You see a guy that is wearing a leather jacket and he has a sword on his back and he is looking into his phone and he seems to be like have knitted brows and be very very like not very happy about what he is seeing and how good is Kara's vision you did give her glasses which is appropriate because I do imagine her as kind of a little older and I I think like contacts and stuff like glasses would be stuff she'd use but she's not like severely like like nearsighted or farsighted or anything like that it's just kind of like otherwise stuff is very blurry kind of thing it's not a serious vision you see a nearly three meter tall very blurry thing heading very slowly but very persistently in the direction of the broken lobby door you can't you have no idea what it is like it doesn't even make sense to your brain right (laughs) also there is a, I'm not going to let you roll, make you roll just yet, but there is a voice tugging into the back of your mind that tells you you absolutely positively must get back upstairs and get that key. Right. I have noted the council's decision. <laughs> right. Okay. Is it just Kevin behind Helen Doyle's desk? Uh, yeah, because uh, if there's anyone else there... The other two guys emerged. Yeah, there's, like, the, the other two are, are basically closing on Anders right now. And Anders seems to be very busy trying to remove a blade from his ship. Okay! And it's clear to Caro, like, Anders is not looking at the incoming threat. No, he doesn't appear to be doing that. He seems to be mumbling to himself next to a body that is um, lost all of its um, fluids. Uh, okay. She just reacts, uh, and I think she'd make a break for, like, some of the cover, at least, or at least partial cover of the desk. But yeah, that laser tube is coming out, and she is, you know, trying to kind of... She's not trying to kill anyone, but she's at least trying to slow down one of the two guys, or at least draw aggro away, or at least, like, go, Hey! There's something coming at ya! Kind of thing. Like, you know... Yeah, no, okay, right, she's making a break for partial cover of the desk. She's uh, yelling, heads up, uh, to Anders, but, like, that's going to draw attention to herself as well. Let's roll some initiative. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Roll a 1d10, just flat. Okay, okay. It's a five, it's a five. It's an eight. Okay, so Anders gets to go first. What 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 did you say? If Anders were were to look over in your direction, what would he see? <laughs> um, well, thankfully, not how I looked uh, half an hour ago. Yeah, like, just kind of, like, not stealthy anymore. Just kind of entering the fray, backing up a colleague. I mean, she's not the most graceful type, so, like, she's kind of, you know, she, she's running, but it's not <laughs> super graceful. Um, it's a little bit... It's not gangly, but uh, yeah, it's not it's not the most graceful sight. 
Uh, she's just, you know, speed over form right now. Uh, and she uh, has she has the laser tube brandished and she is like pointing it above Anders' head. She's trying to go for the people that are coming directly towards him. Um, but yeah, no, she's yelling like, heads up! And you have the laser in your hand, right? Like, have you fired it? It's it's up, it's up and above. It's like, the, the, it's brandished. It's full on brandished. It's in the air it's pointing at the guys and like she just needs to kind of like pull the trigger so to speak so okay now they're going to react oh i'm sorry anders hasn't done anything anders is going looks over to you and he's like well that's surprising (laughs) and he he like finishes pulling the blade from from his shoe he he kind of winces and he sort of puts it back in his boot and now has kind of st- he's standing up with his his sort of normal knife in hand right now so so that's all you know I feel like that's probably an action that would take three or four seconds so that's that's where Anders is at I would say so what do the two guys do as a reaction to this because after each of our turns they get to react it's obvious that there is now another like person in the fray and they and it's obvious to these two that this person Caro is picking a fight with them in one way or another so I wouldn't be surprised if like there was some kind of like unspoken thing being like you're right okay we need to split up you take on that guy you take on that girl kind of thing so they will probably one of them will probably peel off to take care of Caro (laughs) what am I saying yes of course that actually makes total sense so one of them does peel off to take care of Caro and the other one is is near Anders um and has kind of gotten within melee range of of Anders at this point all right uh let's say Caro you're up what what does Caro do the nearest threat, uh, she kind of tries to uh, slow them down with the laser tube. So, like, yeah, she's trying. She. Where are you? Where are you aiming for? I'm gonna say legs. I'm gonna say legs. I'm gonna say one of the joints in the you, leg. You've never fired this thing before, so so you're going to aim at their leg. Oh my god! I don't want to kill anyone, uh, but that might have to happen. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it makes more sense. She's acting on instinct. She's not really thinking appropriately that she would probably aim for someone with more surface area, so torso. Cool. Um, I want you to give me a knowledge roll of nine only because you're in a hurry. She got 11. <laughs> the power setting on this thing is set extremely high. God. But you, you, if you were to spend a little bit of time you would be able to reset the power setting. She doesn't have the time, though. I don't suspect she does, but you can spend it if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, no, she wouldn't She wouldn't feel like... If she if she knew that fact, yeah, no, she would want to be like, okay, there's got to be another way. I'm not killing anyone today. So you do know that fact. You absolutely know that fact. Yeah, like, I guess, like, there'd be, like, a moment of realization, like... It's almost like you you pointed it at the person and then you like look at the digital display and then some part of your brain's like, huh, that's set really high. And you realize that if you were to pull the trigger on this, like you cannot predict what would happen, but it's almost certainly not good for the person in front of you. Okay, uh, so I guess there'd be kind of like a, oh, and she'd probably like kind of like turn and kind of take cover between, behind the desk so she could, you know, in whatever kind of time she had turn it down just a little bit (laughs) so wait you're behind helen doyle's desk you're coming from the elevator and you are heading 
towards Helen Doyle's desk. That would pass both of them in order to get to... Oh, right. Okay, I've completely got the wrong image in my head then. Right. Uh... I mean, there's there's probably, like, there's a lot of people here, so I'm going to give you choices. You can try to sort of, like, sneak into the crowd, um, the, the sort of people who are just, like, madly trying to get out of this, this madhouse. Um, there's probably some turned over furniture. This is like a hotel lobby, right? And there's like, there's probably like all kinds of like turned over furniture, but I will, I mean, you're not going to be hidden. Like the guy's going to see, I mean, they they can see you. Um, I would say that if you, if you run around too much though, from where you are right now, you're going to have to pass by the two guys who are on the floor. The one guy who's trying to help his friend. That's fair. Okay. Um, yeah. Disappear into the crowd, buy some time, adjust the settings if possible. Just turn them down a notch or two. Not actually lethal, but incapacitate. So you see, as you go into head into the crowd, you see Sunday Grant, and she looks over to you, and she's sort of like wheezing. She's like, what are you doing here? It's a really long story. Do you need some help? <laughs> I, yes, yes, I do need help. We, we need to... <sighs> How's everything upstairs? Sylvester's holding down the fort. Okay, so, so everything's under control. That's what you're telling me. When I left, yes. <laughs> give, me a, give me a social of ten. This is when I get a one. I got, oh my gosh. Okay, so I got a nine. I got a nine. I got a nine. Sunny Grant grabs you by your cloak and lifts you three inches into the air. And she looks you in the eye and Jeez. she's like, if you lie to me, I will take your head right now. Is everything okay upstairs? Has anyone made it upstairs? Yes, people have made it upstairs, but Sylvester's handling it. And she just sort of like drops you to the ground and she looks over at the people around her. She looks over at Kieran. She looks to the weapon in her hand and she like takes takes this weapon from her, this weapon that you don't recognize at all from her, her belt. And she presses it into your hand and looks to Kieran and is like, let's go. Before you're able to do anything, Sunday and Kieran, like Kieran just nods to Sunday and Sunday and Kieran start moving towards the elevator. You could probably say something to them on the way way out, um, or you could just let them go. I'm still processing that chain of events. So did, did you say Sunday gave me something? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. So here's what happened. Sunday lifted you into the air and then you lied to her and then you said that people had broken in. Sunday put you down. She took a strange weapon you do not recognize whatsoever from her belt, put it in your hand. She looked at Kira and she said, let's go. And now she is moving towards the elevator. Okay, cool. Uh, so they're gonna... Okay, cool. She shouts like, they might have a, a security card they're not meant to have. That might be how they got in. And she gives you like a death glare and she just shakes her head and Karen puts a hand on, on Sunday's shoulder and then Sunday looks over to him, relaxes, and then they stomp off towards the elevator. Make sure no one else gets upstairs. You got it! All right. Um, so Anders turns towards the, I guess it's Anders' turn. Anders turns towards the guy. Oh, your your guy is kind of waiting through the crowd, but like there's been so much chaos oh, no. that he's like... Having a slightly hard time finding you right now? Yeah, that's enough for now. We'll, we'll get back to it. Cool. Anders turns towards the other guy, and he he's sort of like in a fighting stance at this point, and he's like, I don't want to kill any of you people. I really, I really, really don't. My leg hurts. This is so stupid. Leave him alone. And he's pointing towards Kevin. 
just just leave him alone and and we'll be good we'll be cool um the guy looking like the guy like he also takes off his mask and but he's he kind of drops into a fighting position and he says we'll be cool if you stand down listen i don't know who you are i mean you do know the people you're with right like they're they're kind of jerks like they're not they're not good people like i i I get what you're doing here but they're not like they're like real jerks so the messengers are real jerks as well yeah i mean i don't disagree with you on that but at the same time like from where i'm standing you're the ones who broke in here and you're just like hurting people for no reason so so you see you see the problem i have right now right this guy just kind of like shakes his head and goes you really haven't a clue do you Anders thinks about that for actually thinks about that for a long second. Yeah, I don't really know. I do what I can day to day. Um, <laughs> so as you as you're chatting, like this guy, uh, he wastes no time and he he's coming at you. Yeah, coming no, at that was ya. definitely his action. He's he's not he did not oh, attack yeah. this guy um, this turn at least. Anders is going to try to dodge out of the way. What's his, what's the DC? So um, like. This was kind of like a <laughs> very close knit of three, and they're all kind of, a, I'm going to say, a similar, if not exactly the same, ability level. Um, okay. This guy, yeah, no, he's maybe a little younger than the guy that uh, <laughs> stabbed you in the foot, let us say. There's a whole bunch of ways we could describe that person, but um, the one that stabbed you in the foot, this guy's a little younger. He's a little brawnier as well. So I'm going to say. To, to just dodge out of the way. Oh yeah, he's just trying to sidestep this guy. He's he's not trying to do anything to him. Okay, yeah. Um, Grace ten, please. Oof. Uh, seven. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. Uh, that's that's fine. That's maybe it's not fine. Let's see. Uh, yeah, no, he he. Y- you don't dodge. So what was this guy trying to do? So this guy, uh, he was he was charging at you. He's unarmed, but like he was, you know, bringing he was bringing a fist to the side of your head, basically. And it was ju- he was just trying to go for a very swift, uh, efficient punch to to your temple, basically. Ooh, okay, so that's about two damage. So let's say Anders is now taking four damage. Wait, Sorry. oh, never mind. That's one damage. It's an unarmed. It's an unarmed combat. Never mind. Anders has taken three damage total. Right. Oh gosh, I don't. I don't want both of our guys to nearly die um, in either side of this two-parter. So we'll we'll see how that works. But Anders, so yeah. Anders sort of like takes the hit and kind of backs away, and he sort of like spits blood, and and he looks up and's like, we're we're not going to be able to talk about this, are we? We could talk all day. It's just whether you'd listen. And back over to Kara. Kara's in a kind of precarious situation. Oh, yeah. So Sunday Grant is gone, along with Kieran. And the four guys, or the, let's call them three guys. You said that one had sort of like disappeared at some point. Let's say the three guys who have just been getting beat up, like beat to hell by by Sunday Grant, now see another robed person <laughs> has taken her place. This is not a good day. Um, and they like look over towards you, and and they 
seem to be approaching and the crowd is sort of like giving starting to clear out around you so they're kind of forming this circle around you meanwhile the actual person you're in a fight with hasn't quite arrived he's kind of like pushing his way through the crowd but people are just sort of like shuffling around it's very chaotic so so what do you do it's beginning to dawn on Caro that she might have made a boo-boo. Um, she might have she might have really screwed this one up. Um, the only words that can like are, are like the only words that she can think to say are please disperse. <laughs> and she kind of like <laughs> sorry. And she fires she fires the weapon that Sunday grounded her into the ceiling. Like that's all she can think to do. She oh doesn't want, serious? She doesn't know like, what this. You pull- she doesn't know what this weapon will do. She doesn't want to harm anyone, but she doesn't want to shoot it at the ground in case she hurts herself. Holy crap. You so fire, kind you, of you fire like, the gun? Let's see what happens. Give me a strength roll of seven. I'm fully like expecting her to just concertina into the ground. Um, <laughs> strength roll of seven. Oh, what do you know? Okay, right. What do I actually have in strength? I think it's one. I'm pretty sure it's one. It was one. Okay, so one plus six, that is seven. What is happening? I keep getting these on the dot. So, by pure luck, I guess, you're, you manage to brace yourself, but it feels like your shoulder is going to break. The kick on this thing is incredible. The, the air above you, like, you know when, like, a thunderstorm happens and you can kind of, like, feel... You, you sort of, like, can can feel, like, the electricity in the air. Like, if you're outside in a thunderstorm, like, your hair is kind of standing up on end and you can, like, kind of tell the static is in the air, right? Like you're about to get superpowers, yes. Right. Imagine that, but it's, like, two inches away from you. That drone that was sort of, like, flying around and being chaotic falls out of the sky. The lights turn off. Like, the the... Like, you can taste electricity in the air. Good like, lord, was that an EMP? Everything flickers and everything everything goes dead for, like, three seconds. You are in perfect darkness for the rest of this turn. What do you do? Get the heck out of there. Sort of, like, duck and weave away from the crowd and to a good hiding place. <laughs> So you try to push your like you can't see. So so I'm going to no actually roll a one d ten. Oh god! <laughs> she got a six. When the lights come back on, you are standing directly in front of a man in a leather jacket with a sword strapped to his back. Yes. And when you look behind you, you see. The or the person who you are fighting is right at your heels. I think it's time to holster whatever the frick this weapon is. So the person basically walked up to Anders to tackle him, or right, or not to tackle him, to punch him, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, this guy kind of like took a stride to be kind of within punching distance, but not up close and personal with Anders. He wanted to basically. Right, with this punch, this person's gonna fall down was what he was expecting. He wanted to kind of just incapacitate, kind of more than start a proper brawl kind of thing, because he he doesn't he doesn't know Anders uh, has a very particular set of skills. So, I would like to take advantage of the three the the seconds of darkness. Um, you 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 I can roll for it if you want, but but otherwise I I would like to take advantage of that. I think, yes, absolutely, you should take advantage of that. I'm just thinking if you'd need... Because this guy is so close, 
and like it's kind of like you just had his you just had his fist in your temple so it's like you have a pretty good sense of where he is but it is it is dark it's very very dark I'm tempted to make you roll, but like at the same time, it would be quite a low DC. So I'm kind of like, what's the point? I'm not going to make you roll. I have made an executive decision. I'm not going to make you roll. He wasn't like your your assailant was definitely not expecting the moments of darkness. So um, I'm going to say I w- I'm leaning towards plus two. I'm leaning towards plus two. Cool. Anders is because Anders is feeling charitable today. Anders. Actually, no, he can't. No, that what, that's not reasonable. Never mind. Anders is going to plunge the <laughs> knife directly into his torso. Ooh, uh, anywhere in particular? Or just, like, anywhere that it will have- Like, he's he's just trying to find, find purchase with the knife. Okay, so you've got plus two on that. And I'm kind of like, it's dark, so you can't see your aiming. So I'm leaning towards a luck roll on this one, actually. Just to see how badly this guy is scathed. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, I'm leaning towards that because, like, the guy is close and it's dark. But no, he would like if, as soon as it went dark, like there'd be like a moment of shock. But I think, yeah, no, he'd instinctively jump away. So you should probably actually roll a skill for this. Sorry, I have to talk myself through decisions, otherwise nothing oh, gets good. done. Uh, <laughs> um, it wouldn't be strength. I think it would be grace because this is movement more than kind of like force. Oh yeah, it's um, definitely a knife roll so it should it would typically be grace unless there's some reason it wouldn't be, but It's close by, but it's dark I'm going to say high end of moderate I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it, nine please a nine for grace. Sixteen Yeah, like this is like textbook uh, sort of, you know it, it's like, it couldn't be more central kind of thing um, and um, you just kind of hear like this like horrible like all of the air escaping like he's half deflating half drowning kind of thing it's it's horrible the sound uh when your knife makes contact and anders pulls the knife back out and he sort of backs away he he has no unless this guy comes after him again as the light comes back on no no that was a complete knockout <laughs> Anders has n- uh, to say the no least. intention of of, <laughs> of attacking this guy again he just like looks over to him and he's like I don't know man like just get out of here we'll <sighs> I don't know and he, he starts backing away from him and back over to Caro so Caro's in front of uh, the the leather jacket dude who, who kind of looks down at her and is like hey Yes, I'm guessing your support? <laughs> Where did you come from? It's a long story, and honestly, pretty sure magic is involved. I don't fully understand. Kind of wicked. All right. So, I've been standing here for a while. What are we What are we doing? Uh, we are backing up Anders if he needs the support and keeping him alive, but also, like, if you have it, like, if you can fit it in your schedule, keep me alive, too. I mean, I think Anders just stabbed a guy. Yeah, um, he's doing, he's doing, he's doing all right. He's doing all right. So, keep me alive. Yeah. Oh, you mean from that that guy who's who's coming after you? Uh, yeah. I I don't I don't I don't want to kill him, but I also don't want him to murder me in the face. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, back me up, right? You got it. I've got I've got I've, I, I'm actually armed. I'm actually more armed than I ever have been in my entire life. <laughs> Sounds good. And so this guy's coming after you, you both, and he has 
his arm is sort of like smoking. Like his left arm is smoking from from whatever it is that you just did. Oh God, what have I done? <laughs> um, it's the his arm computer that that's sort of like like sparks are flying out of it. Right. Um, and he has one of one of their trusty baseball bats in his hand at this point, but he looks a lot more um, together than, <laughs> than the previous ones. Your tablet. I don't know where it is right now, but your tablet starts, you you hear your tablet start to ring. This guy is like, like how far off, like he's going to get to me and like land an attack in the next turn. One, I do not in, have time in fact, to answer immediately that. after this, he is going to be in, in range to attack you. I, I can't answer this call. I can't answer this call. It's probably going to be either, uh, it's probably going to be um, someone yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know who. There's so many people it could be. Uh, <laughs> so I either have the totally not an EMP. I have the laser tube. I have the sharp pointy knife thing. That won't require altering of set- settings. All right, I'm going to holster this totally not an EMP gun somewhere in my spacious pockets and pull out the pointy scalpel of some kind and... uh. Yeah, let's let's on guard. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. That that probably takes a whole turn. You had a l- little conversation and you readied it. I'm going to. So you told the guy next to you, you um, to keep you from dying. Is that what you told him? Yeah, keep me alive, please. It's been a long day. Okay, cool. <laughs> Give me a grace roll against ten. <gasps> Baseball bat guy is just not not looking happy right now and you you can see from the distance that the other four dudes are like kind of coming in (laughs) into the fray too but they're like a little bit more cautious right okay well we'll see what how far we get with the scalpel but it might be uh might be time to bust out the laser tube actually give me a grace of 10 but with an advantage of two oh thank you um thanks uh crap no way you lost Okay, grace of t- my flat grace is two. The D ten is four. With another two on top, that's math. That's eight. eight. Oh no. Yes, yeah, eight. Okay, here's what happened. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Why didn't you like super pass like the last two rolls you made or something like that? I have a feeling that something is toying with me, whether it be the dice gods or something more nefarious. So, here's what happens. (laughs) The guy comes over to you, and he just swings. And he... And your friend sort of, like, tries to, like, pull his sword from from his sheath, but he's just not quite fast enough. And has to spin out at the last second as he's drawing his blade. And the baseball bat connects into your shoulder... And it hurts really bad, and you take two damage. Ah, uh, well, I mean, I didn't want to get comfortable with those five whole points of health. Ugh. So. Okay. Back down to three health. Anders is sort of scanning the scene, and he looks over to the guy. And is the guy moving? Is the guy, like, moving in a way that looks like he's going to attack Anders? Because if he is, Anders is going to kill him. No, this guy is, uh. Put it simply, not moving. Okay, yeah, so he's nursing his gut. <laughs> In which case, Anders looks over to the crowd, first looks over to the crowd, and then notices that the there's like a, a drone on fire in the middle of the hallway, and his drone that he took control of is on fire, and that his arm hurts a little because his cuff is like smoking. No, no. 
I'm sorry. And he's like, what, what just happened? <laughs> he's talking mostly to himself. And as he does, he notices the group of people. He notices both the group that's running out of the building. Uh, and, like, people are trying to leave the, the room, but there's, like, only one door. And there's a lot of people. So they're, like, mostly just oh, running yeah. into each other. <laughs> Oh, I bet. And he, he, but he notices the four that are kind of peeling off, and he notices Caro for the first time. Not, not for the first time, but he notices Caro, kind of like with this other dude with a sword, and he's like, "Oh, this isn't good." And ah. he begins running towards you, and he has his knife in hand. So I'm gonna say that it's gonna take me a turn um, to get get into into distance. Um. All right, back back to the top. What what is Caro doing? You've just been hit by a baseball bat, and it hurts because it's like covered in like nails and, and garbage. I should have gotten out the laser tube, you know. Morality. There be were damned. so many ways um, that this could have happened. I just don't want anyone to die, including myself. Your tablet's still ringing, by the way. I'm trying to think. How do I use this time effectively? Oh God. Okay, if he's, like, pulling back for another swing of his baseball bat, can I use that time to, like, bury the scalpel in his side or something? Sure, you can try. And then, like, yeah. As a point of reference, remember, when you lose rolls, the... Depending on how much you lose the roll, the reaction can actually cause you damage. I I just want to put this out there for you to know. That is is a word... That's a good thing to remind someone as short-sighted as I am. Uh, okay. Um, (laughs) crap. If I really... If I really bungle this... Oh god. She only has three health, maybe it's best to just peel off? But what happens when you try and disengage an enemy? I'm just thinking of like D&D, if you actively disengage an enemy, they get an attack of opportunity and I'm kind of like... like, You can just tell me what you do. Like, depending on what you do, I I can give you... I, I mean, I don't know what I'll do until I know what you're trying to do. As a point of reference, what did you do with the rest of those blue tubes? I know this is sort of like post hoc, but I but I, I am interested in what you did with them. Oh, that's not I didn't actually say what I did with them either no. way, did I? I feel this is very unfair to suddenly be thinking about this now. But you said I could only take four things Correct. at once. That is true. I can't have taken them with me then. Okay, that is actually fair. I did explicitly say that you could only take four things at once. Yeah. Never mind. So like, yeah, no, she would have had to have left them behind because she was more concerned at arming herself as best. She thought she was going to go into a a different but actually quite similar situation just elsewhere. Uh, And she ended up here because magic. So yeah, she left them behind. Oh, darn. Okay, what do you do? (laughs) I know, I know, I suck. Uh, (laughs) Um... She can't attack and then spin away, kind of thing. Like she can't. Oh no! You can spin away, or you can attack. (laughs) Now that makes more sense. I will spin away. I will try and get the heck out of there. I will try and put. I hate to be this person, but I will try try and put. um, Totally not cloud strife. uh, (laughs) Between. Oh no no no! Is it? It's Zach Fair, the other one, right? Totally not Zach Fair because he seems a bit cheerier. I. put him between myself and the assailant uh i i I can't risk dying again okay yeah no i think that i think that's exactly what happens i i think what happens is the guy swings again but this time our friend has drawn his sword and there's a part of you that realizes that this is not this is the kind of thing that anders would love to own but 
but doesn't. And as the guy sort of swings again towards you, Swordman cuts the baseball bat in half. Like, it, it cuts through it almost comically. That's beautiful. And huh? the, the bat kind of falls out of his hand. And he's sort of left there, just sort of like standing <laughs> with the, this piece of a bat in his hand. Um, I don't think anything else happens before this turn. 